Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 589. We'd like to start off with some thank yous to the great folks up at the Scudic Woods Campground and Ranger Station at Acadia National Park in Maine, who were so gracious to us during our visit and live broadcast last Sunday. Thanks to Deputy Superintendent of Acadia, Michael Medell, and all the staff and volunteers, including staff members Sean and Josh and Carol and Dee, and volunteers Chuck and Dave and Connie. Acadia was the first of our three national park destinations in celebration of this year's National Park Service Centennial. We'll head to Grand Canyon National Park for a September 11th broadcast and to Yosemite National Park on October 16th. And getting back to Maine for a moment, some really good news to report. This week, President Obama announced his designation of a national monument in North Woods, Maine's North Woods, the Katahdin Woods and Waters National Monument. As noted by Maine Audubon, the designation will provide permanent protection to many species that rely on that unique North Woods habitat, which is part of the largest contiguous temperate forest in the entire eastern United States. Thanks go to the Quimby Family Foundation and Roxanne Quimby, co-founder of the Burt's Bees Company, for providing the funds that have made the designation and subsequent operation and maintenance of the new National Monument in Maine possible. Looking ahead to our Mystery Bird Contest, we have another bonus prize state this week. It's the state of Maryland. Now, here's how it works. If you get through to our show as the first caller from that state on our Mystery Bird Contest today, you'll win a special bonus prize automatically. It's the Celestron National Park Foundation 3-in-1 device. A perfect companion if you're doing a little camping at a national park or any place else. It features a rechargeable power pack to charge up your phones and tablets and such. Plus a 12-hour hand warmer. That can really uh, come in handy. I can vouch for that, having been out in Nebraska, out there in the Platte River <laughs> in early spring. And it also includes a multifunction LED flashlight. So if you're in Maryland and you get to us on the show this morning, first from that state, you'll win a, that special prize in addition to other prizes you might win on our Mystery Bird Contest. So get ready to call Old Line Staters. Extra, extra, read all about it. Here are some of the stories and videos and such that we have for you on our Facebook page this week. Here's the first one. Have you ever wondered what would happen if there were an avian Olympics? Our old friend Phil Kyle from Cape Cod wondered that too, and he's written a fascinating and funny piece about it. The swimming gold medal, by the way, went to a bird that's three times faster than Michael Phelps. That's pretty fast. We'll link you to the story on our Facebook page. Some potentially great news from the Sunshine State. Florida's Wildlife Agency has plans to designate new sanctuaries 
for roseate spoonbills, reddish egrets, great blue herons, brown pelicans, black skimmers, and many other water birds. We have the details for you. And can it be true that birdsong can help protect baby birds from the effects of high temperatures? New research says maybe so. Some of the stories we have for you on our Facebook page right now. You can also find those stories through an online search if you're not a Facebook follower. Time now for a quick Canadian bird migration update. News about grant money for young conservation researchers. And last call for using those every kid in a park passes. It's all in this morning's installment of Charlotte's Weblog with Charlotte Wasilek up there in Alberta, Canada. Alberta, Charlotte. Good morning, Ray. I'm back from a little summer break, and even though the weather is still warm, fall migrants are starting to pass through. Shorebirds and geese are congregating and starting to move south. National Geographic is offering their Young Explorers Grant for anyone between the ages of 18 to 25 to pursue research, conservation, and exploration-related projects consistent with National Geographic's existing grant programs. Applicants do not need advanced degrees, however, applicants must have a record of prior experience in the fields of research and conservation. The grant is also available on a global scale, so if you're interested in this opportunity, visit the National Geographic's website at nationalgeographic.com and click on the Grants and Programs tab. There are just four days left to use your 2015-2016 Every Kidna Park Pass, which gives you access to more than 2,000 federally managed national parks, forests, and wildlife refuges in the United States. Visit everykidnapark.gov for more information and to print your free park pass. A happy belated birthday to the U.S. National Park Service on their centennial. That's all for this week, Ray. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Charlotte. Talking Birds listeners, be sure to check out Charlotte's always interesting, fascinating, and informative blog. Find it at prairiebirder.com. That's prairiebirder.com. Still to come on our show today, we're going to break some birding news when we talk to our friend Debbie Shearwater out in California from Shearwater Journeys, regaling us with some amazing stories from her latest trip out there in Monterey Bay. And is she really going to lead a seabird trip to Siberia? And we'll try to find out. Meanwhile, closer to home, our man Mike O'Connor will offer some good advice on maximizing our bird feeding efforts in the backyard. Today's topic, resisting raccoons. And next, we'll head for the tropical oceans to meet a bird we hope to see on our upcoming trip to the Galapagos Islands. Joined, we hope, by lots of Talking Birds listeners. It's today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Talking Birds is made possible in part by Celestron, a leading optics company offering binoculars and spotting scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron is dedicated to education and bird conservation and proudly supports many nonprofit organizations that share the same commitment. Celestron says, We care about birds and nature in our backyard as well as yours. Enhance your view with Celestron. Visit Celestron.com and discover more. Not nearly as famous as his Moby Dick, but filled with enchantment, is a short novel by Herman Melville called The Encantadas, or Enchanted Isles. 
which we now know as the Galapagos Islands. In the book, Melville speaks of many birds and of the cacophony of bird calls on a tiny island there known as Rock Rodondo. And of today's featured feathered friend, he said, But down through all this discord of commotion, I hear clear silver bugle-like notes unbrokenly falling like oblique lines of swift slanting rain in a cascading shower. I gaze far up and behold a snow-white angelic thing with one long lance-like feather thrust out behind. It is the bright, inspiriting chanticleer of ocean, the beauteous bird from its bestirring whistle of musical invocation, fitly styled the bosun's mate. The bird of which Melville wrote with such odd exclamation was Phaeton Aetherius, the red-billed tropic bird. A seabird of tropical oceans that's occasionally seen here in the northeast U.S. The red-billed tropic bird is so beloved in Bermuda that they've declared it their national bird and engraved it on their currency, despite the fact that it is rarely seen there. The red-billed tropic bird, about a foot and a half long, not counting its streaming central tail feathers, has a mostly white body with black edges on the wings, black eyes, yellow legs, and a red bill. Or, as Mr. Melville described it, a snow-white, angelic thing, the bright, inspiriting chanticleer of ocean. Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend... The red-billed tropic bird. Thanks again for being with us. Our show 589. Hope you'll visit our TalkinBirds.com website. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TalkinBirds. TalkinBirds is sponsored in part by Chimani, providing free outdoor mobile app travel guides to plan and navigate your journey to more than 400 national parks, monuments, and historic sites from Acadia to Zion. Go to Chimani.com. That's C-H-I-M-A-N-I.com to download your free app today. And now we go to... Murray! Murray! I'm down there, Eric. You remember Eric Burden in the Animals? Down in Monterey. Let's go there right now and meet our friend Debbie Shearwater. The last time we talked with Debbie, the topic concerned her stewardship of a wonderful new organization called World Girl Birders. Check out our July 31st show to hear about that. Or check out World Girl Birders on Facebook. But Debbie has been back at sea numerous times since then, including this past Friday out there in beautiful Monterey Bay, California. And she is here to tell us about it. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Ray. Great to have you back on with us again, Debbie. And you described Friday's trip as awesome and including a North American record that you're announcing to the world on our show today. And thank you for that. Tell us about it. Okay, so this is a Juanin's Petrol, which we found last year on Monterey Bay, and it is the first North American record. The bird lives in the Indian Ocean. Wow. I've just been looking it up, actually, on, on good old Wikipedia. They talk about it being in Indonesia and Pakistan, Kenya, Mozambique, Saudi Arabia, the Seychelles. I don't see anything about Monterey Bay on there. Nope, it's the first record for North America, first documented record. Wow, well, congratulations. That's that's pretty amazing. And so was your entire trip 
on Friday. Tell us about that because you, oh, you saw Friday. <laughs> it, it, I have a saying. It's all about food. Yeah. And we have a lot of food in Monterey Bay from little tiny plankton krill to all the way up to anchovies and squid. And we have all the whole array of animals that feed on that. So lots of squid, anchovies, krill, and it's all about food, as you say. And it's uh, you also say food is not evenly distributed at sea. It's in patches, I think you describe it. And you get this upwelling and that kind of stuff, right? Well, Monterey Bay is very famous for its upwelling and being very productive. Productive water means supplying food to the food chain. And no, food's not evenly distributed. It's in patches, but... We have so many patches right now that it was almost nonstop on Friday with almost 50 humpback whales, four blue whales, fin whales, the Rissos dolphins eating the squid, over 100 black-footed albatross. Wow. Oh, my goodness. This is all out in Monterey Bay, California. So not, it's not a very far trip, is it, to, uh, to go from, from shore? Oh, no. Within... Uh, by 9 o'clock in the morning, we already had the first albatrosses following the boat, and they followed all day long. So within 30 minutes, we're over the edge of the continental shelf, whereas in most places of the world, one has to travel 50 or 60 miles to reach the edge, but not in Monterey. Wow, that is pretty amazing. Well, this is well, how do you describe this year, uh, Debbie? I know 2015 was really a really big year. How do you how do you compare it to this year? Well, we're just getting started. The best is yet to come. I always consider yeah. September the peak month of the whole fall season, mm. and it looks very interesting because the presence of pelagic red crabs right in the harbor of Monterey um, re- tells us that we've got some warm water coming from the south, even mm. though it's not no longer El Nino. So mm. we're having a mixing of warm and cold water and a lot of upwelling and a lot of food, so it looks really good. So is that a new phenomenon, these red crabs? Red crabs did arrive last year also, but that was El Nino, and even though it was El Nino, it doesn't mean they're going to show up. Hmm. A big year for red crabs was in the giant El Nino of 1982-83, so it's very big news for us. And on the tails, or right with those red crabs, the first black vented shearwaters showed up early in Monterey Bay on Friday. Wow. And what's your list there, if you have a rough list of what, what you did see on Friday? What we saw on Friday, oh, well, over 100 black-footed albatrosses, as I said, the pink-footed and sooty and black vented shearwaters, um, lots of common murs. Those would be fathers with their chicks, thousands of redneck phalaropes, tens wow. of many red phalaropes, all three Jaegers, Pomerane, Parasitic, and Long-Tailed, uh, flocks of Sabin's gulls sitting on the water 30 or 40 at a time, Arctic terns, common terns, Cassin's oclets, rhinoceros oclets, I mean, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> this must be quite a challenge for the captain of, of, of the boat, chasing around after these, these birds. No, no, not at all. No? It's really easy. He does it all the time with me. Mm-hmm. Been doing it for... Well, I've been doing trips for over 40 years, so, no, not hard. So he sees the birds? He goes to the birds. No, we see the birds. You see the birds. Sorry, <laughs> and we yeah. direct and, him, and you goes. know, where to take the boat and all that, yeah. Okay, thanks for well, that. It's a smooth operation. Yeah, I guess so. Thanks for that clarification. Well, you are so smooth, Debbie. Of course, uh, you were famously portrayed by Angelica Houston, if I'm right, in the, the movie The Big Year. 
uh, I don't know, how long ago was that? Three or four years ago now? Oh, I think more than that now. More than that, yeah. Time flies. I, I guess it's always longer ago than you think. That was that big uh, birding movie with um, Steve Martin, Jack Black, and Owen Wilson. And right. Angelica Houston playing you. Now, people must still ask you about that. They do. They still ask me about it, and it's... Um it's always fun. I, I like it. What I like about the movie is that it included seabirds. And hope most people in the world, even bird watchers, are not going to take a boat trip and go offshore to see seabirds. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy that the movie showed that and showed the big year people doing that. And in fact, this year we have four contenders doing North American big years this year, and all four of them have been out with me on pelagic trips. Wow. Pretty amazing. That was 2011, I'm being told, the big year. Right. So that was five years ago. <laughs> I probably would have said th- maybe two. I don't know. That's usually how it time goes. Time flies when you're having fun with seabirds. Indeed. Well, time is flying for our little segment here, Debbie, but maybe just time enough to uh, tease the fact that you're going to take trips to Russia to look at birds. Specifically, the Russian Far East and specifically the spoon-billed sandpiper. Oh, breeding wow. grounds. That amazing and very, very endangered bird, right? Right. Spoonbill sandpiper. Debbie, thank you so much for being with us. Give us your website so people can find out how to hook up with you there. It's www.shearwaterjourneys.com. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Ray. Debbie Shearwater out there with Shearwater Journeys. What an amazing experience to go out with Debbie. She's been doing this, as she said, what, 40 years? And uh, she, she knows what's going on out there for sure. Up next here, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The Amazon's rainforest is being cut down so fast that by 2030, 55% of it could be completely wiped out. The Earth's forest can't speak up when they need help, but we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. If we continue to consume our natural resources at the rate we do now, by 2050, it could take three Earths to meet our needs. The Earth can't speak up when it needs help, but we can. Be the voice for those who have no voice. Visit worldwildlife.org. I don't recycle. I mean, we can just find another planet for your kids to live on, you know? Noted non-recycler Tommy Crenshaw talks about the future. Oh, I can totally see finding another planet that can support life when ours fills up with trash. Log on to yougottobekidding.org and learn about all the ways you can recycle. Unless you're into lame excuses like Tommy's. Hey, recycling's just not my thing. Starting over on a new planet? Now that's exciting. Don't be that guy. Unless you want people looking at you funny. Log on to yougottobekidding.org. Talking Birds is made possible in part by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, a world leader in the study, appreciation, and conservation of birds. Check them out at birds.cornell.edu. Our bonus prize state again, Maryland. If you get through to our show from that state as the first caller from there on our Mystery Bird Contest, you'll win that special bonus prize, the Celestron National Park Foundation 3-in-1 device. Hand warmer, charger, and uh, LED flashlight, multifunctional. So, Maryland, give us a call if you're from there, and you'll automatically win that prize and maybe others if you can identify this mystery bird. (coughs) Our prize is the Droll Yankees Smoke-Tinted Observer Window Feeder. It provides unobstructed views of birds as they feed at your backyard station and attaches securely to a window using three suction cups. 
It's perfect for offering seed, fruit, mealworms, or suet, and backed by the Droll Yankees' lifetime warranty against squirrel damage. Well, that's the sound of our bird and the prize. Here's the important thing. Our phone number... And it's 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized member of the Laradee family, related to terns and skimmers and naughties. It's medium gray above and white below. Adults in summer have a black hood with white arcs around the eyes and a reddish bill. The hood fades to a blurry gray mask in the winter. Our bird, which has fairly long wings and long black or reddish black legs is found along beaches, in salt marshes and mangroves, and on agricultural fields or landfills near coastal areas where they feed on just about anything that isn't nailed down. That would be our mystery bird. What is it? 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Tell us what it is or take a guess because no correct answer means a drawing. will determine our winner from among the calls and guesses we have received. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Meanwhile, are you having trouble with raccoons in your backyard attacking your bird feeders? We'll get some help about that with our man Mike O'Connor. It's Let's Ask Mike live in just one minute. If you've listened to Talking Birds over the past several weeks, you may have heard us talking about our upcoming trip to the Galapagos Islands. And guess what? The guest list is now almost full. So if you'd like to join us, and we hope you will, the time to sign up is now. We'll travel with our friends from Sunrise Birding, one of the world's finest small group touring companies. I'll be your host for the trip to this truly amazing place where we'll get up close to giant Galapagos tortoises and marine iguanas and spectacular bird species, including Darwin's famous finches, and we'll even snorkel with Galapagos penguins. We'll be led by expert local guides, and we'll cruise in comfort aboard a custom-designed first-class yacht. Sound good? Well, don't hesitate. There are just a few cabins still available. We'll visit places and see things that most other tour groups simply don't see. Get all the details right now at sunrisebirding.com. That's sunrisebirding.com. It's time for Let's Ask Mike Live. Mike O'Connor from down there at the legendary Birdwatcher's uh, General Store. That would be in Orleans on Cape Cod. I am, am I correct on that? And are you there, Mike? And are you okay? <laughs> no, no, man. <laughs> you said all those nice things. I got choked up, apparently. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got a little emotional here from time to time on, on our Let's Ask Mike segment. We have to, we have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, what happened? There must be allergies. That's it. That's right. It's allergies, sure. Okay, listen, we heard from our friend John Polpeter. He's a naturalist and animal care coordinator at a place called Land Between the Lakes National Recreation Area down there, I believe, straddling the um, Tennessee and Kentucky borders. And I think he's in western Kentucky. And John uh, referred, uh, Mike, to our talk a while ago about bees going after your hummingbird feeders. But he says, you mentioned raccoons somewhere along that conversation. Well, he says, we have a lot of hummingbird feeders up there at the Nature Center, but they're raided every night by raccoons. He says, I would really love to know how to deal with them. We have tried live trapping, but they have gotten smart to the traps. Huh. Well, ra- I, said, I said I could take care of raccoons. Did I what? You, I think you said that uh, that was a piece of cake for man, you. I got to be careful what yeah. I say on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, and good for John. A lot of my customers they want to blame 
every the squirrels get blamed for everything and excess chipmunks and not many of my customers blame the raccoons but as mm. john said when stuff happens at night when you wake up in the morning and you find a feeder in yeah. this case a hummingbird feeder the shoveled or on the ground yeah that's work of the, the night, night crew which is the raccoons mm. which is but it's tough to tell because they wear those masks so you really can't tell <laughs> if it's them or not there it's nighttime they've got a disguise they're pretty quiet that's right you never oh, know wow. you the can't one. tell it's them. it's, it's but, hopeless what I tell my customers, now this might not be practical in John's situation, but I tell customers when if stuff's getting to, taken down at night, just carry whatever feed is being bothered in at night and put it out in the morning. Mm. Because these guys work at night, so if you take it in at night, you put it in the, you know, your garage and you put it out the next day, not a problem. In his situation, it's not his house, his nature center. Then what I recommend, and it's what I do at my house, I put up several poles with several feeders on them, and everyone has a raccoon baffle. Raccoon oh, baffles cool. are long. looks like a big piece of stovepipe. Huh. You can okay. buy them. The company we get them is from Illinois. It's called Irver, but you can buy them from a, a lot of, uh, you know, burning places, probably in his area, maybe Nashville or someplace. And we, and we put out a bunch. I have, like, four in my yard in, in, in Nature Center. You can put out several, and then... And then, you, then you're set. The raccoons cannot. They don't jump like squirrels. Yeah. They just have to climb. And you put out a bunch of those poles, and you can put all your feeders on them, and you wouldn't have any trouble. Now, maybe, um, you know, you can have put some on the window. Raccoons aren't really fond of climbing glass, so you can have to stick on the, on the window hummingbird feeders mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. for, for your customers. But I would do a variety of things. i put some on the window. i put some on these raccoon poles. And also maybe some that, you know, maybe you don't want to put a, a raccoon baffle on, but those are the ones you put out in the morning. So when the customers come or the people come to the nature center, they can see it, but then take them in at night. But then have enough for the birds late at night or in the morning. All right. We are baffled no more. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Okay. All Talk right. to you later, Rick. Dry those tears, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Mike O'Connor from the legendary Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod. Meanwhile, we're back at the Mystery Bird Contest. Here's our, here's our mystery bird. That is a that is a cool sounding bird. Our beautiful uh, well, Mike was talking about those window feeders, right? Well, we've got one here. It's the Droll Yankee Smoke Tinted Observer Window Feeder is our prize. Seven eight one eight three seven four nine hundred is our number. Our mystery bird is a medium sized member of the Larradee family, related to terns and skimmers and noddies. It's medium gray, uh, gray above, white below. Adults in summer have a black hood with white arcs around the eyes and a reddish bill. The hood fades to a blurry gray mask. In winter, it's usually somewhere near the water, eating just about anything. What is it? 781-837-4900 is the number. Kathy is uh, right down the road here in Marshfield, Massachusetts. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. What do you say, Kathy, on our mystery bird there? I was guessing the oyster catcher ah, because yeah. of the red legs. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, and a red bill, too. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you, I do? You, uh, you did pretty well, but not, Close. you know, not... not <laughs> Perfect. Let's put it that way. Okay. Top quality right. guest. Well, Thank you. Well, thanks for the chance anyways. Love your show. Thank you very much, Kathy. All right. All right. 781-837-4900. Not a, an American oyster catcher or the black oyster catcher out west. Um, what is it? 781-837-4900. Uh, we have Judy in Brookline, Massachusetts. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Welcome to Talking Birds, Judy. And what do you think our mystery bird uh, might well, be there? We're going with Laughing Gull. That's a place to go right there. We're laughing. No, we're smiling. Because we're happy to say that you uh, are the winner. Laughing Gull. 
Congratulations to you. Well, that's great. Are you a serious birder, Judy? Backyard well, birder? How? My, my spouse is the more serious birder, but I've learned a lot. Good to know, and uh, and thank you, Judy. We'll uh, if you'll stay on the line, we'll uh, we'll get uh, we'll get your what will we do, Tim? We'll get her address, and we'll send you the bird feeder. Oh, that's just great. That's thank what you. It is. Thank you so much, Judy. Judy in Brookline, Massachusetts, correctly identifying our mystery bird, the laughing gull. All right, we're just about out of time for our show this morning. We'll be back here next week, and on September 11th, we'll be out at the Grand Canyon National Park. If you're anywhere around there, we hope you'll certainly come and join us live at the Grand Canyon. Next week, we'll announce the exact location, because we don't know exactly yet exactly where we're going to be, but we're going to be out there uh, celebrating the 100th anniversary of the National Park Service. Executive producer of Talking Birds is Mark Duffield. Our associate producer is Debbie Bleacher. Our engineer, Tim McKenney. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean, inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron, offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans, shade-grown, bird-friendly coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani, visiting a national park, let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com.